This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello, everyone. It's your favorite podcast host here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport Fan Network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Football on the Sports Social Podcast Network is brought to you by BetVictor, where new signings are guaranteed a great debut. Join and choose your welcome offer at betvictor.com. 18 plus, begambleaware.org. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live. Because you shouldn't have to change teams, even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. We're going to build a train so big, it can't be stopped. From the executive producers of Power. We got enemies eyeing us, cops clocking us. Comes the new season of Power Book 4, Force. Tommy Egan is the linchpin to bring down all of these gangs. Egan's too dangerous to be left alive. Power Book 4, Force. Game over. Premieres Friday, September 1st, only on Stars and the Stars app. Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Turfcast podcast pregame show with me, Joe Rebben. Now it's a big one this weekend, isn't it? Watford at home on Saturday 6pm. It is late kickoff. It's massive. It really, really is. Whoever loses this game is bottom of the league. You really feel that if Burnley win this with a you know new, full stadium, new signing, games in hand, you really think that maybe, just maybe, you know, the feeling will change and we can actually get out of it. It's massive. My only worry is, you know, we've said this twice already this season, Newcastle and Leeds, and we just didn't show up for any of them. We just did not show up for any of them. But like I said, full house at the turf. It's going to be a good atmosphere. It better be a good atmosphere. You know, we've got a new signing. We need to show him what we're all about. Hopefully he, he hits the ground running because he needs to show us what he's all about. It looks decent on the on the YouTube videos and it's looked decent, you know, for Wolfsburg in the last few seasons. So, Fingers crossed, you know, it really, really is massive. It's massive, but it's a long one, this one, so I'm just going to get straight into it. I have just been speaking to 
Um, Justin and Carl from the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes at Watford FC podcast. Now, if you're watching on YouTube, we've got a quick request. Please smash that like button. It really does help the YouTube algorithm. And I'm going to go full YouTuber on you here. I'm going to start asking for request, requests. So if we can get 40 likes, do you think that's doable? Just give us a like. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to the channel. Like I said, it really, really helps the algorithm. If you like the button, more people will, it'll get pushed out to more people. More people see it, more people discover us. I had a comment um, this week on the channel saying, oh, I've just, just discovered your channel. I'll, I'll start watching more. I'll subscribe now. So obviously people are still discovering us. So if you can help, people discover us that'd be great thanks well like i said i've already i've just done this chat just now just got off the line to him it's a really really good chat a little bit longer than usual but that's because of how good it was so let's get into it and just like that joining us from the do not scratch your eyes the watford fc podcast is justin and carlos how you doing boys you all right all good, good my friend all good massive game isn't it massive game this one i am nervous i'm so nervous already Oh, you're nervous. Jesus. Um, mate, you, you've hit the nail on the head with that. I mean, we've um, we've come off the back of two games like this um, and had, well, we got a draw at Newcastle, um, didn't turn up against Norwich. Yeah. Uh, and and we're, we we now face you guys for what is, you know, talk about a relegation scrap. It's, it's right up there, isn't it? Yeah, all your fixtures have sort of like fell at once, haven't they? Like you say, how, how do you feel you've played in these last few games? Because you know, it's your great character to come back against Newcastle. And uh, like I said on the Twitter spaces really the other day with you boys, I, I did give a bit of a fist pump when you did that perfect result for Burnley. But then Norwich, that would just like you say, you didn't turn up and it were poor. Absolutely fell apart that game, Norwich. It was just dreadful. It was a Friday night, you know, really keyed up for it. We had a really good pyrotechnic display before the game. Um, <laughs> we had emails from our captain saying, you know, get behind the boys and it's going to be amazing. And then, yeah, we got it, got it added to us, didn't we? So, yeah, it's been poor. I was hoping for nine points out of these three games and we got one so far. Beggars can't be choosers, mate. Nine points. even That's a bit ambitious even for bloody like, oh, Southampton <laughs> or something in them three games. Yeah, true. Very true. Yeah. Um, I think I, I, I understand exactly how you're feeling though. We've had, this is the third game where the fan base has been like, right, this game is massive now. Biggest game of the season so far. It happened away at Newcastle and we give them their first win of the season. We just didn't turn up. We were dreadful. Nick Pope even dropped it for their goal and Nick Pope, you don't, don't, don't drop anything. Um, and then Leeds away, same sort of thing. Right, lads, biggest game of the season. You need to be up for this. So come on, just didn't turn up. And that's why I'm worried. It's the biggest game of the season again. Fan base is saying, right, you need to really need to be up for this. You know, we've put on offers to fill the ground. It's looking like it's going to be a sellout. In fact, I think it might have been announced as a sellout today. You know, we, we've been doing like 10% off to celebrate Ben Mee's 10 years at the club. They've been doing tickets for a tenner for students at the local college and, uh, and university. Um, so, again, it's going to be massive. But my worry is, is that they don't turn up. So, it is a bit of a comfort that you boys didn't turn up against Watford, but wounded animal and all that, you could come fighting back. Well, let's have a look at your season so far then, because Must it's obviously not where you want to be. <laughs> yeah, it's not where you want to be, but you are the only team. Uh, sorry, we are the only team in the league that's actually had a worse season than you so far. Obviously, we've got the games in hand, but I'd rather have points on the board myself. So, obviously, on to your third manager of the season. Yep. Yeah, it is, isn't it? I can never keep it up with that yeah. one. We'll get on to that yeah, in a minute. Yeah, yeah I'm going to say a second. I'm going to say a second. Then it hit me. I'm like, oh, no, because Claudio had it start the season with him. How do you think it's gone then? Because obviously you would have expected to be there and thereabouts being in the Championship last season. Uh, well, yeah, it's not gone very well. We haven't managed to keep a clean sheet, which is... Um massive worry it's a huge worry you know we we, yeah, we ship a goal in every game at least one so um 
be interesting to see if Roy Hodgson makes any difference at all to our defence because that's been disappointing. We've lost games that really we should have won or drawn. I look back to the early games of the season. Wolves at home, Newcastle at home. Um, you know, when you look to games like Brentford away, we should have won those games really. Didn't, just totally dropped the ball. So it's been very, very disappointing for me. Really not happy. I thought we'd be, you know, at least, I don't know, a few places above the drop zone at this point. Then And yet here we are. Yeah. Here we are. Yeah, here we are. Yeah, I mean, just on the back of that, I, I think you know, we, when you're a, a club that's come up from the championship, your expectation is is a certain level. Um, for Watford, it has to be a certain level because of the size of the club, you know, and so forth. So, um, it's been it's been really poor. I mean, if I had to sum it up as a, a GCSE grade, it, you know, it'd be a, it'd be a D. Um, you know, if this was a parents' evening, it would be try bloody harder. Yeah, yeah. Get, your, get your head down and, and and crack on. I mean, going into the game, it's it's a real mixed bag. And you, you started this by saying you're you're really nervous. I mean, we're 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 the same, but we've also got a new manager at the helm who brings all right. Claudio Ranieri brought experience, whatever that means at, at this level. But he he brings something different. Um, hopefully, a defensive approach to to the games because that's that's what we need. Yeah, you know, just just yeah. as you said, we we've conceded so many goals. Um, and it would be lovely to have a clean sheet at least once this season. Yeah, I'm just looking. Obviously, you've conceded 40 goals, so that's pretty poor. Compared to our 27, we conceded 13 less than you. But mm. on the on the flip side of that, we've only scored 16. Um, we don't obviously score enough at all. But you, yeah, you've not not kept a clean sheet. That's obviously a worry. But you know, you've you've not shipped as many goals as Newcastle and Norwich, and it's the same as Leeds actually. So goals in terms of goals conceded, it's not the worst in the league. But yeah, the, the clean sheet thing. What do you think that is? Is it just the fact that you are poor at the back, or is it like an, an attention span thing? Because you know, you think with I, the fact that you've there's teams that have conceded more goals than you and who have kept clean sheets that you would have at least kept one there or thereabouts somewhere. Uh, I think it comes down to there's a, there's a couple of um, bits that are going on with us, and, and um, me and Justin have spoken about it for one recruitment. It's been really poor. It's been below standard. In the championship last season, we were the best. I'm right in saying I think we were the best defensive side in the across all four divisions. Across all four divisions, you know, so that that shows you how far we've fallen defensively. Um, and the players that played really well that season, Sierra Elta, um, Truster Kong had a, had a half decent season. You know, Truster Kong, I might as well play at the back um, than in this season. And and uh, Sierra Elta can't get a look in. He, he can't get anywhere near near the first team for whatever reason. So we knew that they were going to have to spend money in the summer defensively. They didn't. Um, they, they strengthened elsewhere and it, it's cost us so far. Yeah, fair enough. You mentioned Hodgson. We've already touched on him, but obviously I want to go into it a bit deeper. Yeah, You think that you know he might come in and help you defensively. I think that's exactly what he'll do, if I'm being honest with you. I think you will end up keeping, you know, maybe two or three clean sheets between now and the end of the season. I don't think you'll go on. Obviously, so after 20 games, like I said, you conceded 40 goals. So that means that at the end of the season, you should be knocking on it on the door of 80 conceded. I don't think you'll get to Roy. Uh, sorry, I don't think you'll get to 80 with Roy. I do think he'll be better defensively for you, but I think it will take a bit of bite out of the attack. Um, but what are your thoughts on Roy Hodgson? Because when you sacked Ranieri, I was rubbing my hands. Obviously, Ranieri, I thought, were taking you down anyway. 
But I thought, oh, they'll just appoint another inexperienced, well, not inexperienced, but inexperienced in the Premier League, like random Italian Spanish manager that won't have a clue. He'll come in, might have a new manager balance for a bit, but then eventually they'll just fade. But you've actually employed somebody that has been in the dogfight before and knows what he's doing and can show up defences. So I think you've actually got this appointment right. Yeah. Well, I think the um, unheard of uh, manager will be next season, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, probably. I think, um, I think it's a good appointment, actually. When, when his name was muted and um carl actually sort of said to me it might be roy hodgson maybe a day before he's appointed i thought oh god no that's a really bad appointment we, but now, we were recording a podcast i think it came on my phone didn't it yeah yeah it, it did yeah and i was trying to get onto one of the betting apps and couldn't because the market closed uh anyway so yeah um, <laughs> yeah the i was a bit underwhelmed but now having seen him in interviews and things and having seen little bits of how he's taking training and when you think about it as well, I think he's the right appointment for, for I mean, he's only yeah, I agree. Been appointed until the end of the season. We know that. They haven't said, oh, he's getting three years, two years, whatever. No one lasts that long anyway. Um, he's been brought in as our manager, not our head coach, which is interesting. Um, the terminology has changed. Um, and yeah, now I'm really actually looking forward to seeing what he can do. I think, I think he's the right man. I really do. I think in the cold light of day, you know, Having looked at what's going on, I think he's the one. I nearly burst into song there after you finished that. I did, yeah. What were you going to say? <laughs> I was. She's the. She's the one, Robbie. I was going to oh, throw a bit. Of, I was well, going to throw a bit of Robbie out there. That would have been a brilliant. That I one hundred percent would have clipped that up. That would have been a brilliant piece of footage. Well, I'd have gone. You wouldn't see me. I'd be off. <laughs> he's heard me sing. That's what it no, is. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. I got. I got. Right. Can I ask you a question? Um, Sean Dyche, uh, who's obviously yeah. got links to Watford previously yeah. and, and uh, I, we, when we were talking the other day I said I thought he was harshly treated at Watford and when we look at what he's done for Burnley you know getting you into Europe um or, I know you got I think you got Aberdeen didn't you which was a bit yeah Aberdeen then yeah. Istanbul Bajakshir <laughs> and then um Olympiakos the most annoying you know what I was fuming with that Aberdeen draw simply because I wanted this big extravagant like I wanted to go to some like Slovenian random city yeah. you know what I mean and I ended yeah. up in Aberdeen but it was such a good time we had such a good time up there the pe- local people in Aberdeen were class I got bought about 15 beers over the course of two three days that I were there they were really really nice um and I did end up getting my big extravagant trip obviously to the most decorated mm. club in the history of Greece and they weren't so nice like Burnley fans were farting with them and things like that for, for their fault not our fault one were reportedly stabbed so I actually really enjoy going to Aberdeen so disappointed at the time but yeah I really enjoyed yeah it. and it and you know Sean's taking you on a on a journey where you know again out of the lower division and then onto that and and I think in, in the cold light of day when you look at his spend and what he's done there and he, and he gets it he, he get maybe not just sure maybe Burnley as a football club get negative press about and I, and I don't like the term that the type of football that that he plays where I think it's actually yeah. effective he uses the players that he's got to yeah. his advantage so what's wrong with that that's the idea of the game yeah it's sound um, of a good manager if you use a yeah, player yeah. you got to your advantage 100% but but what's what's the feeling amongst Burnley fans where Sean's concerned now is it stick behind him or is there a is there a, a section that's sort of saying we need to twist? Yeah, I think there's uh, there's definitely a section that says we need to twist. Whether that section has enough brain cells that they should have <laughs> is you know, a different debate. But there is a section. I won't say it's a loud section, 
Yeah. I mean, it's a vocal minority. They always are, uh, the minority sections in, in stuff like this. But, yeah, I think the majority of the fan bases stick behind him. And I was talking to Andy Jones at The Athletic today, and, and he asked me the same question. He said, do you think you should be stick with, uh, do you want to stick with Dyche or do you want to get somebody else? Or if you go down, do you want to stick with him or, or, or get somebody else? Yeah. And I was like, we've been in this position so many times with Sean. And apart from once, which was his first ever season in the Premier League, we've stayed up. Now, mm. this is the worst position we've been in at this stage. So it will need a miracle at this point. But why would you get rid of somebody who's done it before and who's done mm. it before successfully? And it's the same in the Championship. If we go down, why would we want to get rid of him when the last two times we've been in the Championship, over the course of them two seasons, we've only lost 10 games. We lost five games each season. And then the second time we're in it, we won the title quite comfortably and went 23 mm. games undefeated. So, of course, you're going to want the guy in the seat that's done that for you already. So I don't understand the logic behind getting rid of him. Some people, I, I don't think it's a case of people are just annoyed that we're bottom. I just think it's, obviously that's, that's an aspect of it, but I think it's just, it's the same guy saying the same things with pretty much the same players for the past four years. I just think people get a bit fed up with it. And obviously the football, it, yeah. some fans don't like the football. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. It's effective. When we're winning games and doing well, like we have done for the past three, four seasons, it's not been a problem because we've been, you know, going to Man United and winning 2-0, you know, beating Chelsea, beating Arsenal, things like that. So it's not been a problem. But now you're bottom, you've won one game all season and you're thinking that if, if we're going to get beat, I'd at least want to watch us play some decent stuff. But that's not the case. But for me, I think stick behind him. And like I said, I think mm. 90% of the fan base is stick behind him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I, I think if, I think if, you, if you're going to go down... Um, Sean's Sean's the man. Uh, you know, I think if he was at my club uh, with us in the championship, I'd be over the moon with that. I've got to be honest. Yeah, hundred percent. And I can say, sorry, go on. I said he was once. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, he just did made... he finish seventh? Wasn't it your best finish in like ten years at that point? Something. Yeah, he he might not just... have been seventh. Yeah, he was the wrong man at the wrong time. I mean, we were going for absolute hell off the pitch uh, with yeah. the, the ownership and and so forth. And um, like any takeover, he was there at the time when our owners, you know, who are currently there now, came in, um, and he he just didn't fit their criteria. And and you know, in the in the grand scheme of things, a lot of Pete and I say it myself. You know, he didn't get an opportunity, and he should have been given that opportunity. Um, yeah. But he wouldn't have been. He wouldn't. He would have just been like the other four hundred and fifty-seven managers that we've had. <laughs> he, he, yeah. he would have. He would have gone eventually. Um, but I, I think. I think it's fair to say, as a Watford supporter, and I'll put that out there, and I'm, I'm quite happy to say it. I look upon Burnley, despite your current situation, which is no better off than ours, and I look upon it as in, in envy. Is it the right word? Maybe because you've you've got a sustainable setup there. You know, it's a pro. It's like us. It's like Watford. It's a proper football ground. You know, community yeah. grounds. Um, I love going to going up, up to your place. It's with the cricket ground next door, let's so, you know, and yeah. never had any bother up there. Um, it's, it's a great place, um, and I look at it from an, from a Watford fan looking at Burnley and Sean Dyche and what he's done and, and the players. All right, you haven't had, um, you know, the Delafayus and players that that we've had who you know these flair players, but you've had effective, really good players, and you've been to Europe in recent times, which is something I can't say. So, um, you know. Ha- all credit to Sean Dyche, and I think if I hope you, I hope you stick with him because I, th- I think he's, I think he's a really, really solid manager. Yeah, fair enough. I think I think we will stick with him. I think he, the only my only concern is if we went down, he's on mm. like 125 grand a week now, so I don't think that's sustainable. And, and I think there's clubs in the Premier League, um, and I'm not saying big, you know, 
I hate using the term big actually, the top six to eight teams. Okay, but there's there's certainly teams in there that would probably look at Sean Dyche. Yeah. You know, from a management point of view, in the sense of a steady ship and getting doing exactly what he's done at Burnley with their club. Yeah, It'll never yeah. be never be Watford because we don't keep them long enough. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's, it, I'm surprised. He's, I'm surprised he's still here in that sense. I'm surprised nobody like a Leicester or a mm. Wolves or a or a Villa or a Southampton or a Palace, even Everton, have taken a chance on him. I don't understand why it hasn't happened. But yeah, more for them, and that's better for us. When the Everton job came up. I, I said to someone, Sean Dyche all day long, they have to give yeah. Sean Dyche that, that, that opportunity. I, and I think the only reason he hasn't gone to Everton is because of Burnley's current situation. If Burnley were mid-table above Everton, 100% they would have gone for him. Yeah, maybe. They've had a few chances, Everton. I saw Palace. Mm. And they've never really got... Palace was one that looked lightly a few seasons ago, um, but it never happened. I remember I was working at um, Radio Yorkshire then, and he was on the radio, and the point was I came in and the presenter were like, do you want to ask him about football and stuff? And I'm like, yeah, I'll ask a few football questions because we were doing some charity walk thing from Burnley to, to Leeds or something like that. I think it revved the bridge, actually. Um, and he just uh, and as soon as he picked the phone up, he's like, hello. In his voice, I'm not going to try and do it. I'll have a sore throat for weeks. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, hey, Sean, I've just got Joey with me as well to ask, ask some uh, football questions. He's like, all right, well, just just to, um, just to uh, make it clear, I won't be answering any questions on the Crystal Palace and Burnley situation. So in my head, I was like, he's gone. That, why, yeah. why is he yeah, saying that? Yeah. Why are you saying that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I just I just left the shoot. I was like, there's no point in me being here, Danny. I'm, I'm just going to shoot. Um, so I just left. But I remember thinking at the time, like, he's gone. I even put on Twitter, like, saying, I think he's gone. But thankfully, he stayed. But anyway, let's move on. Because I we mentioned your managerial merry-go-round very briefly. But it is something I want to get your fans' perspective on. Because you've said you're like, you look at us with a bit of envy because we've got a sustainable model, you know, whereas obviously you boys, when I look at you from the outside, it's like, oh, you just oh, quickly get someone else in. We want that new manager bounce, but it's not going to have the same effect it always has if you keep doing it. It's like if you press a button, eventually the button's, you know, to get something, eventually the button's going to start wearing out. From the outside looking in, I see like the players and, and constantly bringing new managers in. They're going to be like, well, you're going to be gone in six months. What are you going to do if you're, you're, if you're bollocking me, for example? So what do you guys think of it? I, I just It just doesn't look like a sustainable model to me. I can't see how it works. Well, I don't know how it works, but by and large, it does. Yeah, it's funny. Um, that's like you stayed in the Premier League for so long doing it as well. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's, it's not comfortable. You get a lot of stick from other um, fans. And from the media, um, you know, all the time about, you know, the revolving manager's door and all the rest of it. Um, It it seems to work. I don't know why. I don't know whether it's coming to the end of its shelf life now a little bit. Mm. I think think this season, it's more the players for me than the manager. The the recruitment has been pretty poor. Mm. And the players that we bought in, I mean, there's, you know, Uri Kuchka, who had a brilliant debut against Aston Villa and has been... Largely absent since. Um, Danny Rose, I think, is on his way to Turkey. I think he's, he's I gone. Yeah, by the sounds of it, he's gone. Yeah. Um, these are all players that we bought in, you know, at the beginning of the season, by the way. Mm. Um, of the recruitment at the beginning of the season, Dennis sticks out, Sissoko sticks out. Other players that don't stick out would be Ashley Fletcher, possibly two, Joshua Kimmer. Two fans gone. He's gone back to, to Turkey. They've cut his loan short, he's back to Fenerbahce. Um, so I think the players are letting us down this season, whereas in the past, they seem to have stepped up to the, to the when the new managers come in and 
etc etc i think ranieri was let down very very badly i thought he was going to be the answer for 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 us when he was appointed i thought oh brilliant that's it that's going to be really good for us he won two games out of 13 very very Mm. disappointing so yeah i mean you could argue it's um baffling but it does seem to work or has done let's see what happens now though yeah that's that's the question isn't it i think um we're we're kind of at a crossroads. This is how I feel anyway. We're sort of at a crossroads in the sense of what the ownership has done previously, and where what's the plan? What what's plan B? What you know? What what's actually going on upstairs? Who makes these decisions? There's some guy whose name escapes me. Every time we sign a player, he says, "Welcome oh, to Watford." Yeah, yeah. It drives me mental. This guy, I can't think of his name because he drives me absolutely insane. Uh, welcome yeah. to Watford. We expect the best. Blah 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 blah. Like on Twitter, boff, sends it. Who the who is that? Who is that guy? <laughs> what, what does he do at our club? Yeah. What do, what does he do? You know, and it's stuff like that. And as a the the model was always explained to me like this. It was always explained that the Potsos will bring in a coach, not the manager. They will bring in a coach and be given players to work with. You know, we will yeah. provide you the best players because we have one of the best scouting networks in the world. But they're, we're, we, you know, everywhere. Okay, fine. So we get that manager, uh, sorry, coaching. He brings us to a certain level and then we replace him. No matter how good or bad he does, we replace him. And then the next one comes in and he might win us the league and we replace him and and so on. And it's a constant revolving door because it's all about, um, it, I don't want to say loyalty, but it's all about get small little steps with different people to get up the, up the food chain. And as Justice just said, it's largely been a success, but there is a there is a, a crossroads now where questions are being asked about the ownership, about what I just said there. What the hell is going on up there? You know, it, it's like a free for all. Um, you know, and we, we're kind of at the point of if we go down this season with and you've just, you've just embarrassed us, and I felt embarrassed when you said this is your third manager. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. This is your fair manager, and at the end of the season, we already know Roy Hodgson's going. So if we are, if we do go down, who's to blame? You know, who's who's at fault for this? Who's going to keep keep doing this and keep making this situation roll over? Because I'll be honest with you, next season, if we are in the championship, and if Burnley are one team, if you're in the championship with us, it's going to be a tough season. If Newcastle cock it up and come down. As well, yeah, that's one place gone. Is it regardless? Yeah, it, that's that's top spot gone. Yeah. So you know, there's a there's a potential, and you look at the lower leagues now. Even in League One, it's littered with ex Premier League sides that have. All right, they've overspent. Watford and Burnley aren't guilty of that, but it, it's littered with sides that are trying to get back into the the promised land. Um, yeah. And I, and I don't think it's an easy place to be next season. I really don't. And it's so key that for Watford for Burnley. You know, uh, Leeds teams like that—they have to stay in that division, and it's that's how that's literally sums up how important this game between us is on on Saturday. It's huge. Yeah, it really is massive. But you mentioned some summer incomings there, and how they're no longer here. Uh, you was quite busy again uh, in January, which is the exact opposite to us. I think you brought in like three players in the first three days or something, if I remember rightly. Mm. Um, you bring in six players overall, was it? We've brought in four players. Don't ask me to name them. So we got yeah, some. I can,
We got uh, someone else at the. I can't even remember their names because it, I've only seen them play once, and that was against Norwich, and I wasn't really watching much of that, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, so I think we have in total brought in four. Um, and as I understand it, most of them were defensively minded. So, um, ah, yeah, is there probably a reason for and, that then? And and none of the, but to make it clear, none of them are were brought in when Roy Hodgson was appointed no, manager. None of them they, were all, they were all pre Roy Hodgson. Yeah, that's true. That's interesting. Obviously. Mm. Things I'm sure would have been different if he was there. But yeah. what have you made of these players? Then? Are you happy with the recruitment in the window, or do you think it's a lot of unknown names that are going to come in and, and take too long to get it's yeah take too long to get used to the Premier League? Yeah, it's a risk. We uh, we saw it against Norwich. The centre back Samir, who came in Brazilian uh, guy, played in Italy for a very long time with Udinese, our sister brother club, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, and I think he had a real, real rude awakening to Premier League football and, and English football in general about physicality, what it's, you know, and he got caught the the, the first goal. My God, you know, because he, he thinks in Italy he would have got a, a particular foul because the player lent against him and he went down like a, like a rainforest and uh, the referee played on and they scored. And he's on his knees going, eh, you know, Free kick, penalty, red card, and um, it, it doesn't happen like that. So there's a lot, there's a there's a big learning process for those players. Um, I think when you're in this particular set of circumstances, as as we both find ourselves, you, you really want some experience in there. Players that know the division and uh, or have yeah. certainly <clears throat> have certainly got some understanding of what a relegation scrap is is about at, at some sort of level. And I, and I don't think any of the players that we brought in necessarily do. Yeah, fair enough. It's uh, if he well, if he doesn't like um, physicality, he's not going to like turf more. No, <laughs> no it's not there. I think. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Uh, to to be fair, mo- most teams that go to turf more, who you know, um, get bullied. You know, I've I've seen it myself. I've seen us go up there and get get absolutely bullied. And you know, when you've played at Vicarage Road as well, the same. Chris Woods used to hate. Used to hate. He was all elbows and just get out the way. You know. Um, and you've you've signed uh, uh, what's his name? Von Kost, Von Kost, is it? I can't even pronounce his Val- name. Verkhaus. That's how Val- I Verkhaus. Yeah, Verkhaus. Yeah, Verkhaus. Who six foot six? Big. big. He looks. It looks like a, it looks very similar to Chris Wood, but better yeah. on the floor. That's that's the vibe I've got off him. Yeah, a lot. I, I watched a lot of him on. Um, you, and I, I did used to watch a little bit of Bundesliga, so I know he, he's very good with his feet. Scores a lot of goals with his feet, actually, more more than his yeah. head. But I, I, I think the only risk for him coming in, I don't know what you think, but. Or have Burnley brought him in to be Chris Woods in the sense of that physicality in the box, or are they going to change their their style slightly for him? I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, you would hope that obviously because I've been watching a lot of YouTube stuff and it, it tends to come into midfield a lot to collect the ball, which I think will help us actually because our midfield is very very poor. Mm. Um, like, well, that like was saying earlier, Sean Dash does does the best with the players he's got, so you would think he'd, he'd look at, at the player that he's just got and then and then tweak the system a little bit to to suit him. Um, it is finally managed to do that with Corny, um, because he originally put Corny on the wing, um, and we, then we found out he was terrible defensively. Um, <laughs> so we just stuck him up front, uh, and it's worked really, really well since then. He's been absolutely class since coming in. Um, so you would think that he would he would find a way uh, to to work him into the team. And, and my worry with him is 
and the same with any player that you bring in from abroad, which is probably why Sean Dyche always goes for like, your proper Brexit footballers, is that he might just take a bit of time to adjust to the Premier League. But, but the Bundesliga, it's not like the Italian League. It, it's more similar to the Premier League than the likes of yeah. La Liga and the Italian League. So I don't think he'll take too long. But I kind of need him to score a hat-trick this weekend. You know, it's that big of a game. We don't, <laughs> we don't need him to Listen, be taking it's, too it's, long. it's more than possible. It's, it's more than possible. He might score yeah. one. I'll, I'll, you know, I reckon he'll score one, but... Three, no, please not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's get into the game then, because like we both said, it's massive. The current state of play is this: we are, of course, bottom of the Premier League <clears throat> on twelve points, but we do have two games in hand on yourselves and four games in hand on Norwich. You are second bottom on fourteen points. Then comes Newcastle on fifteen points. Then Norwich on sixteen points. Who, like I said, we have four games in hand on. Um, and they are four points in front of us, so they are definitely catchable. Then Everton on 19 points and three points above that are Leeds, and then above that is Brentford on 23, mm. above that is Palace on, on 24. And I've only included them two because people tend to keep telling me that Brentford are in big trouble, I think because they've lost six of the last seven, so you would think that maybe they are in trouble and their main striker, um, basically... You know, there was a bit of controversy with him last week. <laughs> Tell them what he thought of it, yeah. 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 Good old Ivan. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you would think they, 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 them two are definitely looking over the shoulder. I think Leeds will be okay. I think Brentford have probably just got enough points on the board. Um, but the team that loses at Turf Moor on Sunday will be bottom of the Premier League. It's that simple. That is the the long and short of it. Mm. What are you boys thinking? What sort of game are you expecting at Turf Moor? Obviously, we'll try and obviously do what we do. We've got new players coming in. New player. I wish it was plural as. A new player coming in. Um, you've got a new gaffer coming in and some new players coming in, so there could be a bit of unknown about the game. That's completely yeah. I would say if, if Ranieri was still in charge, I would say we'd have 11 very um, disparate players not playing as a team because that's how it's been for the last few games. I don't know how Hodgson's galvanised them in the short time that he's been in charge, so I, it's going to be as much a surprise to us as it is to you. I've got no idea. I couldn't even tell you. Oh, I've got no idea. You can't. Yeah. No, well, I mean, we've we've been um, very much warned by um, we we spoke to we were on the Premier League. Uh, correct me oh, if I'm wrong. TV, yeah, yeah, the Premier League TV. Where, and Chris Brump was uh, was on it, and he obviously he's um, you know he played for Hodgson, so we we kind of getting a little bit of inside track of what his you know what his training methods are like, and you know what 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 sort of system he likes to play, and 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 so forth, and you know for. It's always nice to speak to ex-players that have played for a manager to get an understanding of what they're about. Um, when yeah. you, you you know you see it from a supporter's point of view, it's Roy Hodgson, the England manager, you know, head down, and and yeah, you, you know, and, and so forth. But I, I I think the big thing for us is setting the team up defensively well because we I I think we've got enough about us going forward. Josh Kings, um, Pe- uh, Jao Pedro. Yeah, you know, uh, to to cause most teams, you know, in and around us problems on on our day, and and Justin just touched on it brilliantly. Under Ranieri, there was no team. You know, there was no tracking back really as a group. That you know, it was very much individuals, and it, it very quickly became, oh dear, this isn't good. So I think I think he really needs to hit the ground running with it with this game. Roy Hodgson will know how important this game is. Lose this game, and it is. It is what it is. You've just said it. We're bottom of the league. Win the game. All of a sudden, we've beat. We've beaten. But you've got the two games in hand. Which who are, who are they against? Is that interesting? Well, well, obviously one of them is against you. 
Um, yeah. Then we've got Villa away, which is going to be a tough one. Yeah. Um, Everton at home and Tottenham at home. Okay. So tough, you know, Everton, which, which we can touch on in a second. They, they, I think they're going to be a different animal now. But yeah, um, I, I think it, it really is a spin of a coin on how how well Hodgson sets us up and how much he's galvanised the group against how nervous and so forth you guys get at playing at home. And, it, and, and if things don't go well for you, you know, you know when you get that 15 minutes of things aren't quite gelling and, and so forth. Yeah. And if, if there becomes a little bit of unrest, um, you know, I think it, it, it'll be a tight game. It'll be a one nil two one. Uh, if it's one nil to us, I'd be over the moon, but um, it will be a real, real tight game. Physical all over the pitch with, with you guys as it always is. Um, but it's not going to be there won't be a team running away with it i don't think no yeah please don't please don't record this and play this back to me if you win five nil <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i'm not uh might do never know um, but it's weird though because i've always i've been looking at this game this weekend and thinking a watford are good going forward and terrible at the back we're okay at the back and not that great going forward so it kind of mm. could either cancel itself out or they could nil, just be goals 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 it's got nil nil written all over it isn't it yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, don't know. I think we need, really need to win this one you say we're good going forward but that hasn't been the case for what six games yeah. i mean it's, we've not been that attack minded it, that i can remember I, I you know there was we we scored one against west ham one against newcastle um who else have we had? I mean, I, I don't remember Brent, us being... Brentford, we scored one, didn't we? Lost 2-1. Yeah. Dennis. We're not that prolific going forward. We were, you know, when we were sort of beating Man United 4-1 and Everton 5-2 yeah. and, you know, those sort of games. But, you know, I can't remember the last time we scored one goal in a game, to be fair. That's probably where it comes from then, isn't it? Because since you've said that, I've just opened up goals scored. Obviously, we're on 16 and I thought you'd be on a lot more than 23. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. goals I think yeah. it, it kind of started falling apart for us around this African Cup of Nations thing a little bit. There was, you know, we, we where we upset the continent of Africa because we wouldn't let... We wouldn't let Dennis leave um, for, for the African Cup of Nations. So, you know, it's I think since then, it's, it's kind of... Um, the wheels have definitely fallen off the wagon. But, you know, I don't... And, until Roy sets his team up and we see a team and we know who's playing... Because I... I, I, if you ask me now, who's going to play? Couldn't tell you. Well, that's the Couldn't other thing. It's, it's been a while since I've seen us play a four-four-two. It's been four-three-three mainly. Yeah. So how he's going to tweak the the team? I, I wouldn't even be able to sketch out a, a lineup for you. I wouldn't even know he's in goal. I guess Foster. Yeah. I would have thought he's back, but you know, even then, you see the we, team. She goes, Backman? Really? Yeah. We've no. missed. Um, we've missed Saar. Who? We have injury, missed yeah. We have Miss Sar and you know, um, I think he's been a big miss. I, I didn't realise how much we'd miss him because he hasn't been brilliant this season, even before he got he got injured. Um so uh, but I think that some of the work rate he does and some of the stuff off the ball brings in other players. So I think we we've kind of missed that attacking going forward. Defensively, he doesn't do anything. You know, he doesn't know what the halfway line is. He stands on it, but that's as far as he goes. Um so yeah, honestly and truthfully. This game is literally, and I kind of feel like I've been saying this to a lot of, you know, we've spoken to, to Newcastle um, guys and, and Norwich guys. And every time I sort of say it's a flip of a coin for us, it really does depend who turns up and add the, the Roy Hodgson scenario to it. it it's honestly, it's crazy. 
Yeah, I think we are just an hard look at him and look at the way that he played at Palace. I think that's probably the way you'll set up. I think you'll mm. set up, he'll try and make you more sound defensively, which is obviously why he's been brought in, and then use your forward players to hit us on the counter like he used to use with Zahar and, and, and Ezzy at Palace. I think that's probably what you'll do. But thankfully for us, Daesh does seem to have Roy's number. We, you know, I think the last three, four games he's beaten him, he was at Palace, at home and away, so we did quite well. But before that, it was weird. Hoy tended to have Daesh's number, so... It, maybe it just goes either way with them two. But um, yeah, fingers crossed, obviously, we can get some. But let's get into some predictions then. I'm going to get your predictions on this, and then we're going to who you think is going to go down, which I'm sure will be a wonderful topic for both of us. Really I must call the Samaritans after this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. End it on a positive note and all that. So what are you thinking with this game then, boys? My prediction, I'd, it's weird. Like, I'd, I'm sitting here now thinking that we have to win this, so I think we'll win it. One of them sort of halves. It's at home, full crowd, new signing. They're all pointing to a positive thing. However, I was saying this before the Newcastle game, like it's a big game. I think they'll go into it with the right frame of mind. I was thinking this for the Leeds game, big game, they have to go into it with the right frame of mind. So it, I don't know where I've got this sort of like false hope <laughs> from, but I'm I'm just going to go 2-1. Law of averages, you're saying. Maybe, yeah, maybe. You're going 2-1. Yeah, yeah. You're going 2-1. Yeah. I'd love to so know if he's going to score our goal. <laughs> but like, uh, it's weird like I said maybe you've just got this myth in my head that I've you know that I seem to have met up that you're good going forward but like you said the, the, the games that stand out in my head are you beating Everton at Goodison Park what was it 5-1, 5-2 and of course two, smashing yeah. Man United yeah so but like you said you've just reeled out where you've not been that great going forward so who knows but yeah I'll, I'll take it all day long whether you score or not as long as they win I'm not bothered it could be 5-4 I'm not asked. yeah uh, well, it might be 5-4. I can't see us scoring four. I think you'll definitely score because, as I say, that our, uh, if we keep a clean sheet, I'll be delighted. If it's nil-nil, I'll be delighted because it means we've kept a clean sheet. Yeah. Uh, but for me, I, it's just so... I don't even know who's going to be in the team. So I can't... It's very, very difficult. I mean, I'd like to think that the, the we've got a new manager bounce and he's got them organised and he, he, you know, he, he knows which players he wants to play and he's going to put out a team that he thinks he's full strength team that being the case I think we might win 2-0 but I mean if you look at if you look at our previous results you know it's it, you just can't predict a Watford game it's just an absolute nightmare Carl you look deep in thought there you're stroking your beard and looking upwards <laughs> which means we yeah. think you're, you're doing some maths or something in your mind or... is that they're doing some is that they're doing some maths or is watching the old phone game on the TV no I'm not computer. no I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm contemplating I'm, I've got there's like a a photo in front of me and I'm I'm thinking okay please god let us win um I would I would love to to nick a 1-0 literally nick a 1-0 I, I just got a sneaky suspicion that the manager bounce it's going to be a tight game as I've said the manager bounce and Roy's ability to hopefully get us organized and we nick something late on in the game I would be over the moon with that result so I, I I'm going to say 1-0 Fair enough. Can't can't really disagree with it too much. Like I said, the, the two games that we've meant to be really up for it, we've been absolutely abysmal. But let's, like I said, end on a positive note. <laughs> Who's which going down? Three, we, yeah, <laughs> we, we, <laughs> so both of us and who else then? Who else is going yeah. down? Yeah, who should we pick? Um, yeah. Oh, well, that's tough. I mean, uh, you'd think Norwich, wouldn't you? You'd think that Newcastle would probably have enough yeah. to, to get they, out of they've bought. I think they've bought themselves out of this now. Yeah, yeah I mean... Cheap they, yeah, but they've got some, you know, Trippier and whoever else they've brought in, some some great signings. But, I, yeah. but you would have think Norwich, really. Um, I, I don't, I really don't want to see us go down. I don't, because um, it, I know what it takes to get out of that division. And Lowy bounced straight away last time. 
history suggests that it's more like six seasons before you see the Premier League again. So, yeah, um, yeah, I, I, I would say it'd be us, Burnley and Norwich, but you know, a lot can change between now and the end of April. Beginning, it's, it's of so tight, isn't it? You get two, three wins. Look at Norwich, and all of a sudden, yeah, you'll be fine. It? Yeah, you'll be fine. I mean. Uh, if I look at it, I think you've got to look at the teams in and around you. So, so uh, us two playing against each other, I think is it. I don't think you can underestimate how big a game that is. Burnley yeah. win, I think they they can then start to climb. We win, same thing. So, taking taking those two teams, um, I, I fancy Norwich still to be Norwich, and because they love the championship, so I fancy them still to go down. I, I've got a sneaky suspicion. Either Leeds or Brentford could get dragged into this, de- depending on our result. And uh, there's always uh, a team that gets dragged. Yeah, you, you, there's always a team that sort of lies in about 16th, who kind of think, who look behind them and go, "We're fine." Yeah, and they, they have a, they have an absolute mare. And and Brentford have got history of this. Um, they're they're notorious for falling away. They did it in the Championship with us last season. Um, Couple of seasons before that, they've done it as well. So, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, right. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna sound arrogant here, but we're gonna stay up, and then I'm gonna say, <laughs> I'm gonna say, uh, not in any particular order. Burnley, Norwich, and Brentford to go down. Please Just record that. It. Yeah, I'll, I'll record that and send it your end of May, hopefully. Yeah, that's we'll wrong. To that. yeah I'll be out. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Mad. I've seen a few people say, and I understand why people think Brentford will get dragged into it because they are only, what, seven points just looking at the league table now away from it. And they've lost six out of the last seven, I think it is, as I said earlier. And they are in free fall. They've got issues in the club now internally. Yeah. So you can see them potentially dropping into it. Leeds, I don't, they've just got, Leeds are in the position that they're in, I think, because of injuries. So I think with, you know, the likes of Phillips and that eventually coming back and and whoever else they've had out, um, I think they will eventually start to climb and pull away from it. Everton, as we said earlier, they're going to be a different yeah, animal they're, now. They're, they're a different animal. They'll be, they'll be all yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, Nor- it's weird. Norwich, they've had in their best form all season and everyone's still like, yeah, they'll go down. And I'm just going to back you. I'm like, yeah, Norwich will go down. They'll finish bottom probably. I think it's re- that game that we lost uh, 3-0, which on, on, on paper is a, te- well, it is a terrible result. Don't, don't, underestimate it and everyone that came away from that game just knew one Ranieri was gone two we were we're banging trouble properly banging trouble but but three an over an overwhelming feeling that on another day that game could have flipped it could have gone a, it could have gone a different day the three nil scoreline if you look at it three nil they beat us that, that's fine yeah. but I think I was there and there were patches of that game where Norwich defensively looked atrocious and we were getting in behind them a few times and I I just again I just feel that you know they haven't got really enough depth in that they don't they never buy anyone they sold their best player to Aston Villa at the beginning of the season Mm. Um, and I just feel that I think going going forward there's not enough goals in there they will concede goals and and I just think they'll, they'll they'll get dragged back into it fairly comfortably. Yeah, I'll tell you one of the key things from that game. Sorry, just to cut over there. One of the key things from that game was when our floodlights failed. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, we were playing the rest of the game in this sort of strange half light. It was very, very odd. Um, But while that was going on, um, Norwich was sort of coming together as a team a little bit and sort of, you know, 
chatting to each other. Us were sort of taking balls off and doing little sort of warm ups. Keep your ups. Yeah. And, you know, Ranieri didn't call them over and say, come on, come over here. Come on, listen, you're, you're, you're losing one nil. We need to do this. Yeah. We need to do that. It was just sort of, just seemed very disconnected and unjointed. And I think, hopefully, if one thing Roy has or should bring is a little bit more team spirit, a little bit more togetherness, yeah. a little bit more, because that was just horrible to watch. You, you know, even as a fan, you're going... They're not talking to each other. They're just doing their yeah. own. We were, we were, we were sat there next to each other, saying, "Look, look at Norwich. They're all together, all huddled up, having a, you know, having a chat and, and, you know, looking around and stuff." Our boys were just all individuals, you know, maybe two or three of them together, but just doing keepy ups, nothing, you know, and that, yeah, and that said, that said it all. Yeah, and I'm not making excuses, but that that didn't help us in that game, I don't think. Every time we've had one of these little interruptions, we then sort of didn't kick on. It happened against Chelsea. I was going to say, is it three games now or two games? Chelsea, Norwich, definitely. And is there one more? Well, there was another, there's been two where we've had uh, crowd problems with people in the crowds with uh, Mm. health problems and stuff, isn't it? But the Chelsea game, we were sort of like on par with them in that game. And then, was it a 15-minute delay or something? Yeah, last minute, yeah. Lost our mojo and just, you know... So, yeah, no excuses, really. But you, know, you look at things like that and you go, mm, something deeply wrong in that team somewhere. Just needs yeah, you, need, you do need a bit of team spirit. Yeah, I, w- I would be pretty confident that Burnley be stood together and Dash would be bollocking them all if they were 1-0 down yeah, on yeah. Norwich. 100%, yeah. Yeah, but for me, I'm going to say Norwich bottom, then both of us in, in any order. It, yeah. it could, obviously, it's so different. Uh, it, if Come back to me on Monday. If we've won that game, I'll be thinking, ah, we can get out of this. And Especially if Newcastle lose their next game. Yeah, yeah. And what, that's a what week that... would be massive in this situation. That's what I said. Now, if you win that game, we ain't coming back Monday. We're, we're not going to do that. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm, I'm deleting you off Twitter. I'll, I'm <laughs> going to say I'll be blocked. I'll, I'll go to send you a message if like, this user does not exist. Yeah, 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 yeah you're blocked. <laughs> yeah, no, but yeah. I, I, you just exactly where I am of it. And I didn't want it to sound cocky though, what for the game, because it is. It is literally like that. I think if there is a team to win this game on on Saturday, there is a, there is definitely a possibility that they can then go and kick on. You know, both both teams. Yeah, yeah, fair I enough. Agree. I agree with that either side. But yeah, thanks for joining us. I'll wrap it up there, then, boys. Thanks for joining us. Do you want to just give everyone a, a shout? Let them know the way they can all find you on the socials yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, we're available on every single platform uh, where you can get a podcast. We're on. You name it, uh, Apple, Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, you name it, we're there. Uh, Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Uh, We're also on Twitter at DNSYE underscore podcast. I think that's also our Instagram and our YouTube. Uh, Facebook, however, is just DNSYE. So, yeah, if you want to... I've uh, I've given you a a like on the old Instagram as well. Oh, have you? Yeah, I've I've commented it. I've I've put a little hello from us. Thank you. Give us, give us a follow. Yeah, we'll do, mate. I, I, one thing I do want to ask before I go, and I probably should have asked this off air, but we're recording it now. So, <laughs> right. go, on, go, on. go for it. Where does that name come from? Ah, the excellent question. Best question you've asked all night, my friend. <laughs> so, uh, a game in 2013, we're playing Leicester in the semi finals. Uh, yeah, the fam- yeah I do remember that game. And uh, Knockhart falls over in the box and is given a penalty right at the death. And Sky have a commentator called Bill Leslie doing the commentary uh, on the game. And uh, Knockhart takes two attempts at the penalty. Uh, Almunia saves it both times. <clears throat> the ball goes up the pitch. <clears throat> and then it goes, Forestieri, here's Hog. Dini, do not scratch your eyes. You literally are watching the something ending to a game or whatever. And it comes from there. Yeah. 
and we've enough, we've had enough. we've had Bill we've had Bill Leslie on as well. And we we we've done you? a podcast. Yeah, we've done a podcast with him. Yeah, it was awesome. Awesome to speak yeah. to him about it from his perspective. Really good. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And that is now uh, immortalised on a wall in a subway in Watford. Uh, Merwalls have been and they've decorated a subway in Watford, and the whole of that uh, last scene of that game is put out as like a cartoon on the, yeah. on the side. You know, what? I have, I have seen that subway on TV. Cause obviously you mentioned PLTV earlier and I work like at the zone. So we have to stream it out every day. That four oh, different okay. shows a day, like constantly. So I've said, someone did a piece from Watford a few weeks ago and she was at that Muriel. That subway. Yeah, yeah. 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 And someone, someone signed it. I don't know which player it was. Tommy Tommy Mooney. Mooney. Yeah. He's, yeah. He signed it. So I have and seen if that. If you come on down and have a look at it, right, where it says Dini at the end, there's an exclamation mark, and inside it it says do not scratch your eyes. Is it right? Fair enough. Well, that's good so, to know. I, I always wondered, like when you when you first invited me to the space a couple of weeks ago, I was like, that's a weird name. I, man's man's bad enough to pronounce that. I was on Sky Sports News the other day and I can't remember who it were, the, the girl. She then uh, Joe Edmund, she didn't even get my name right, from <laughs> and she stopped and she went. Turf cast podcast. It's, it's, I don't know why. It's, it's such a simple name, but people Turf always trip over podcast. it. Yeah, yeah people yeah. always seem to trip we, over it. I don't get it. We are uh, with the management merry-go-round. I think me and Justin spent the the day that Hodgson came in on on different whatever Radio Five Live and God yeah, and I was, yeah. yeah, I was on uh, Radio Five Live, and the, the, the guy was uh, oh, uh, what was he calling us? Do not. Do not scratch know. your eyes out. We get that all the time. Do not scratch. Do not scratch your eyes out. No, no, it's not. It's, it's <laughs> yeah, it's totally live on radio. Yeah, thanks, Tony. No, thanks for that, mate. Appreciate. We it. got no followers off of that. I tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's that's where it comes from. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, well, yeah, I'll wrap it up here. Then, like I said, thanks for joining us, boys. It's been a pleasure. It's been a good chat. These chats only normally last about last around twenty five minutes to half an hour, but this one's gone to forty eight. I'm minutes. sorry, mate. <laughs> no, no. There's, there's no time limit on it at all. There is no time limit on it at all. There's no wrap it up when the conversation dies or gets a bit dead but it just didn't seem to die here which is obviously a credit to you both so thank Bless you for you. coming on and um on, we'll, de- well, we'll do it again when the uh, reverse the game is on and, and yeah we probably will do it in the championship next season so <laughs> thanks a lot boys so man cheers for that mate Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates have already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hold up. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.